that says Barnes and Nobles. Did you say Barnes and Nobles? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking infuriating, man. You know what, like, really bothers me when people say without you and they say without you? And I just, that really bothers me. Yeah, right. I, you know what bothers me is when people put T in the word else. What are you talking about? Else. Yeah, I they did that last else? week. I called her on it. Uh, what about Monday and Tuesday? Solomon Grundy. Oh, born on a Monday. Born on a Monday. Uh, <laughs> Solomon Grundy. Um, we're recording, by the way. Oh, shit. Happens hey, guys. Welcome once again to the Save Continue podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. With me, as always, Tom Shelby. Good evening. Shanae Howie. It's train, not train. Just put that out there. <laughs> okay. Every week, we like to do things that involve talking about video games. Tom, I think you should get us started off this week. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. So the first segment that we do now is called Can I Finish? In which I ask a trivia question, and whoever gets it right gets the ability to cast Can I Finish? Mm. That's a very potent spell. And if nobody gets it right... Then I gain that ability. You also gain the advantage of being able to uh, uh, push something at the end of the, th- at the, end of the show. Sure. Uh, wh- whatever it may be, games related or not. So this week... Can you guys tell me who this man is? Fuck. Nope. Ryan? I know that face. It's so familiar. You... Do we need hints? A little bit. Sachi Jiman? This man directed Resident Evil 1, (laughs) Resident Evil 4, The Evil Within. Fuck! Vanquish. Oh my god, it's gonna kill me. We were just oh, we were just talking about him last night. Actually, mm-hmm. it's killing me. I forgot. Was Should it I? Pat Ballard? That that is right. No, <laughs> no, Pat Ballard wrote Mr. Sandman. That would be Shinji Mikami. Shinji Mikami. That's right. A lot of people would consider him the Godfather of survival horror. Would you? Yes, there was survival horror games before, but uh, not to that degree. <laughs> Not had your alone in the darks. Sure. Uh, so yeah, that's that's Shinji Mikami. If you ever want to know what he looked like, that that's him. He wears uh, blue leather jackets for those listening on the podcast, and uh, you know, real real good lighting on his pictures. I tried to pick a picture of him, which is how he's normally depicted. He's almost sure. always wearing a hat like that. Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah. him. See, Tom, I feel like you actually see these people. Uh, if I showed you guys Kojima, you would both know who he was. No, I'm no, I'm saying is like, I hear the names a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't often see the faces. Sure, you but, could you couldn't point out Dan Hauser. Uh, now I probably could because I recently looked him up for some reason. Okay. Uh, I could point out. Uh, I could probably point out Suda Fifty One. Sure. I got Sid Myers. We'll we'll step we'll step away next week Will from Wright. from developers. I could point out Will Wright. I know that guy. Remember him. Can uh, I finish? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just playing. I, I, got, I got Al Lowe and uh, Sid Meier's. Mm-hmm. You know, Tim Schafer. You guys would recognize Tim Schafer. I would Schaefer. recognize Tim Schafer, yes. Yeah. You guys would recognize Peter Molyneux. I would. Anyways. I, I know him as Mr. Molyneux, though. So it's uh, my week again. I'm starting to like this. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping that I I was hoping that I would win this week because I had something I really wanted to talk to you about. But hopefully next week will be my time. Hopefully, I got a good feeling about next week. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to come up with some trivia. You totally can. 
I like to do that. Yeah, you, you can ask, ask the next one. I'll ask the next one. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, then I'll get the can I finish. But, uh... We're drinking whiskey tonight, sorry. Yeah, it's, a. Uh, it's me and Tom. Well, it's, I wouldn't. I don't want to speak for Tom, but it's my favorite whiskey, uh, Jameson. I'd say it's my favorite as well. Mm. It's a. It's a. It's a nice, smooth whiskey. I, I like. went to I their. Like a... I went to their whiskey school. Is that where uh, in Dublin? Yes. Uh, is, is <laughs> I that, have a certificate. Like, did you graduate? I mean, technically, yeah. Like, you're an honorary whiskeyman. It was basically just Jameson a tasting. Men. Okay. But yeah. Uh, I, I like uh, if anybody cares, I like Bullet and Woodford Reserve. If anybody cares, sure, those are good. Yeah. Uh, should I, you, uh, when you weren't here, uh, last night, uh, Tom and I had a, uh, had a discussion that mm-hmm. I would actually like to, uh, continue tonight because it's something that I feel that it's kind of talked about fairly often, but I just, I just, I kind of just like where the conversation went. So I wanted to get your take. So, uh, Valve, mm-hmm. you're familiar. Yes. Yes. Uh, have you played a lot of Valve games in your time? Uh, I think I've played a good share of them. Okay. Uh, what would you say is your favorite Valve game? Um. Or at least the one that you enjoyed the most, I should say. I probably the one I look at the most fondest <coughs> is, uh, Portal. Okay. The first it, one? Uh, Portal 2. Okay. I... Kim Swift from last week, remember? Mm-hmm. We're learning. We're learning. Yeah, we're learning. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You didn't uh, I, 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 I like that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I just have a lot of, a lot of really good memories playing, uh, with different roommates, uh, at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like besides World Good, of- good, uh, co-op on that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just, uh, yeah, it just was, it's just one of those games that was, uh, just kind of like hit the right point with the right people in my life that we all got into it. And it was, it was nice. Yeah. It, uh, fantastic series. I didn't feel like, yeah, I didn't felt that it, like connected to like on the couch co-op, I guess, since, uh, River City Ransom. Resident I was, I was like, <laughs> I mean, it's not like couch co-op, but I guess like, I haven't really had that sense of like playing with multiple people like sure. that in the same room. I mean, we played WoW and we played Borderlands, but it wasn't the same as like kind of getting towards a goal as like, I remember how like the Halo land parties were. And there yeah. was like obviously like people who are better than others, and they're in the same room. And there's people like coaching others, like, "Hey, if you do this, this will turn out like this. If you press X and then do that." And isn't that kind of didn't hadn't like really had that since well, that time. Portal always has like that tagline, like now you're thinking in portals, yeah. and like there's there is something to that when you're especially when you're playing co-op in that game because like if you're playing co-op with Borderlands, like there's no thinking to it. You're just driving, right? Uh, whereas with portal, especially with four different colored portals, uh, you guys both have, there has to be some communication there and some back and forth and yeah. Yeah. Uh, I never got to actually play, uh, portal two as a, as a co-op thing. Played the whole thing with Raph. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Raph is Tom's brother-in-law. He doesn't play as girls in video games. It's weird. Uh, so Tom, what would you say is your favorite i i think it's probably portal or team fortress it's so hard to say man i put like i really love portal uh and i probably go back to it more than the others but overall i put so much time into team fortress 2 and left for dead right yeah Uh, (sighs) like i put so so many hours into those games 
that it's hard to not put them above. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say, like, at, there was a, there was a time when I was pretty sure I could say without a shadow of a doubt that it was Half Life Two. I mean, yeah, you said Half Life Two. You used to, you used to say that was your favorite game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Left 4 Dead, like those were, you know, those were some experiences that even at the time were like unlike any other. It was the first game I could recall with uh, what they were calling an AI director. Sure. Uh, and, of course, it, it felt, like, novel and unique at the time because, yeah. it, it, you know, it kind of was. Um, and Left 4 Dead 2 was something that I was super stoked about. Um, and I put, like, a like a lot, a lot of hours into that. Mm-hmm. Um, just great games. Now, I feel that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... Uh, I feel that Valve is unique in that they are a developer that has also pivoted into a like a wholesale retailer. Yeah, like there on are, the mat like on the massive scale. There are other companies that have done so, uh, but have not been as successful. Right? We we've got uh, Origin. Yeah. From EA, yeah. you know, we've got Battle.net from from Blizzard. Right. Um, but as, as far as you know, to the degree yeah. and success of Valve, there's really nothing like Steam. Sure. Um, the, one of the things that I feel that there was that long running joke with Valve, right? Like they can't count to three. Right. Um, and there was also like a lot of people were just like. A lot of people have said Valve just doesn't make games anymore, which we're getting that card game. Yeah, uh, and we found like during our discussion last night that they've actually been releasing a game every few years, pretty consistently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wonder why that is. Why do we have that perception? Because people love these franchises and want more. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shanae, have you ever been? Have you ever been interested at all in uh, Dota? Dota, uh, I've tried it. Uh, it was one of the things I also tried when I was trying, uh, uh, trying like um, a lot of. Uh, well, I was kind of getting out of MMORPGs. Sure. And uh, I what was I? I tried playing Han and League of Legends around the same time I was trying to play Dota. Okay. Uh, and Dota Two. I was trying all of them really, like, kind of, like, later and just around that. Sure. So I never really got... None of them really stuck. I just kept coming back to World of Warcraft. Yeah. Anytime I tried playing any of that. Like, anything, like, fantasy-related. Yeah. yeah. Um, e- either World of Warcraft or uh, JRPGs on a console. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the first Dota just started off as a Warcraft 3 mod, and then uh, Valve kind of just, like... Yeah, we were talking about that... Uh, the fact that a lot of their major franchises started as mods. Yeah, like Team Fortress mm-hmm. and... Portal. Yeah, Portal. Um, well, Portal wasn't mo- a mod. It was a student project that they iterated on. Sure. But, yeah. Um, Counter-Strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Counter-Strike, well, that was a... It was a Half-Life mod. Half-Life mod, like, like Team Fortress. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah, and we... Uh, and I was, and I, it was funny because we were talking about how, like I said a moment ago, how Valve has has some reputation that sh- which when you look at when you look at the numbers is unearned that they just don't release games anymore and all they do is sell games uh and i was but ta- realistically 
it's every four or so years yeah you know sometimes more frequently than that yeah um because so dota 2 uh was released back in 2013 um which if you think about it isn't that long ago uh but they've they've had that that now we're getting dota the gathering yeah we're getting dota the gathering right and i think that uh i think that a lot of the time uh and i guess it's just me because i said last night that when i think of when i think of valve games i just i automatically think first person games i didn't think dota which is which is actually pretty weird when you think about it i mean i mean we, even in the news we talked about how PUBG just beat like Dota two in like con- uh, concurrent players, yeah. which is like a really big deal. That yeah. just to, to make news, like having this be a standard. Um, <coughs> I when you compare, uh, like, and it's weird because when you co- <clears throat> compare like Dota two to other MOBAs, you don't really hear people talking about the developers terribly much of like League of Legends and on. Right. I mean, heroes. You heroes. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like I think that like Dota seems to be like it's it's a huge, you know, it's a huge uh uh revenue stream for them. Sure. Um, you know, and like why not? Like why wouldn't they like capitalize on the success of that game by making another thing based on that game? And also people like card games. Like you have cards in pretty much everything, right? Um but the criticism is still there that they don't that they don't iterate on their popular uh, stop like the other popular franchises like they're not uh they're you know we're not getting a new team fortress we're not getting a new uh left for dead or anything like that as far as i know anyway uh but then you know then we think about like there's two sides to that right mm-hmm. like on one hand you have this huge company who has who has all these well-known franchises all these respected uh series um but they kind of just a lot of like a big part of the revenue stream at this point is selling other people's games. Um, and I was, and I thought of what I would do if, if I were running that company, but Shanae, if you were in Gabe Newell's position, like let's say Gabe Newell retired right now and they were like, Shanae, we want you to run valve. (laughs) What would be, what would be your first order of business? Hmm. I mean, are we talking realistically here? Like, let's just, yeah. I mean, it's not a realistic scenario because that's never going to happen, but... I mean, realistically, what I would do in this scenario yeah. or, like, I guess... Like, like realistically. Or, or, like, or I guess, like, uh, just, like, throwing out that... The first things that obviously pops in my mind is uh, just looking... I don't know this information. I could probably find it, like, at least majority of it. Uh, but I would first, like, research um, kind of, like, where sales were as far as putting out these games and how they affected Steam, sure. how much of the revenue percentage-wise it, are we getting from, like, even, like, Dota 2 and people buying stuff for that, how much we're getting from that. I mean, there are also, like, different kind of, like, parts of the company, too. Yeah. Um, as far as that goes, I think that they have the opposite problem of uh, franchise fatigue. I don't know what it would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, franchise anticipation. No. I'm. Uh, but I don't. I don't know. I just don't feel like they. I feel like I would probably want, for me as like a person who is a gamer. I would definitely want to cultivate more of a developer side in the company since I have like the access to. 
and really look at what exactly has made our past game successful, what really direction like they were thinking of there, and really just kind of move forward with that thought process of how I can make what has been set before me greater. Right. And what would make Valve or Steam greater? Okay. And like. So you you look to further grow the company. Oh yeah, I would look at what what is not what niches in the market are not being filled right now. What uh, things can we like honestly capitalize on? I guess I'd be probably more, a little more aggressive than what Valve seems right now because they, even with like things that people are unhappy about, such as like with Steam and the rating system and stuff like that, sure. they try like small steps kind of stuff and not like necessarily push things in a big way. Yeah, just to see what kind of works, what not. And I guess I'd be more aggressive with okay. that, just because I would have the thought process of somebody who is a gamer, and not necessarily the thought process of somebody who owns a gaming company. Okay. Now, uh, so you're basically like, would you be looking to cultivate new IP, or? Uh, or- I would. I would want to ha- cultivate uh, definitely more of teams of developers to. I guess like I guess like those niche like the more of like niche markets I think like that is something that has really been showing to be more popular I guess right uh, right now in a lot of aspects and what people are wanting is things that are not being filled right now because I just don't I just don't feel like uh, anything right hmm. I don't know it's kind of hard to like it's I don't really have my thoughts together on this one right uh, on that at all okay. uh, I want hmm. We have access to like our own platform, and I'd want to use that as like a jumping board for new IP and more developers who have a lot of interesting ideas that I already enjoy. Uh, I guess like more, I guess like making more of a program for people who are wanting to put their new IPs on Valve that I and like other developers in within the company like kind of assess and be like, oh, like this seems like a really good idea. All they need is like more of the money sort of situation. So you'd be basically uh, you'd. You'd get into more. You'd look to do more publishing stuff. Uh, yeah, and then helping, and maybe bring those people onto the team. Okay. Maybe, maybe like like have them kind of like a lot of people in like retail stores will want to go into get into corporate. Kind of have that m- more of a lateral move. You can move into Valve. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think that would be. I think that would. Uh, they, I mean, there's just a lot of talent out there that just wishes they had the funds and the capacity and the environment where they could make more of what they want and that a lot of people would really enjoy and connect with. Right. And some and sometimes it's just hard to find that in necessarily. Sure. And of course, there's going to be people who don't want to like s- sell out and don't want to have like a company like Valve. Have oh, they'll input. sell out. Yeah. But there's plenty of people that will, and I I guess I want to cultivate. I guess if I was part of Val, and I was wanting to do more of like publishing to bring into people into the fold, I'd also want to make it not something they're selling out. Like, and also just like I guess harvest, like just kind of cultivate an environment people feel comfortable moving into the company, and that their voices are going to be heard. Okay, that's very cool. What about what about you, Tom? Like, you got you have the keys. You have the keys to the... You and I discussed this last night. Yeah. Shady business practices. Okay? (laughs) Okay. You've got that Valve money. Right. And I would be ruthless about it. I would poach so hard. Um, There are a couple of major things I think need to change about Valve and Steam. Uh, One, I wouldn't make sequels to all of these franchises, but there's a lot of them that I would, right? 
Uh, I would poach guys from Tripwire to make Left 4 Dead 3. Right. I would poach guys from Irrational uh, to make the next Half-Life game. Right. You know, I'd, I'd poach Jonathan Blow to make a new Portal game. Right. Um, because those games are going to sell. Sure. You know, and that's more money coming in. It's what people want. Yeah. And you, you and I talked about it. There are Valve games that, like, you can see, you know, from an artistic standpoint, why they might not want to continue it. But games like Team Fortress uh, or Left 4 Dead even, like, people don't really care about those stories. Right. People care about the gameplay, right? right? So why not make more of those? Why not make one of those every two, three years? Yeah. Um, I would do that. I would also go and poach game critics from different websites, well-known game critics, from IGNs and GameSpots and Jim Sterling's and, and things of that nature. And I would pay them to be a part of a committee that curates what we allow on Steam. Right. Like, so that... Like clean it up a bit. Yeah. So that if this committee votes that your game is good enough to, to be on Steam, then it's on Steam. Do I think that kind of sucks? Yeah, because then a lot of games aren't going to be there. But Steam is full of such trash video games. Yeah. You know? There are so many bad games that nobody wants to play, nobody wants to pay for. Why have it there? It's just, it's just more shit that you have to sift through to find what's good. And like to Chanae's point, there are a lot of fantastic games that get buried under this pile of shit. Right. You know? Because they have it, the way they have it set up now is like you give them a hundred bucks and then there's your game. What Pretty about, much. What yeah. about having a, what about having a system where if nobody has bought this game uh, in like say three months, then it goes into a review process of if it's going to be on there. I don't think that's fair. Because of how deep it's probably buried under the other garbage Yeah, there games. could be a fantastic game that just nobody sees yeah. because you're digging through hundreds of trash games in the, the same genre to find it, you know? Well, uh, but with, within the system, there, like, if, say, like, that is the case, it's getting buried, then, you, then like, say the system is like, hey, this game isn't doing anything, uh, like, respond to us within the month, uh, like, or whatever. I mean, I don't it's think just, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. Like, but. having, like, what about, like, having some sort of it's just a talk that needs to be had you know regardless of what happens just because like people's opinion uh or critics opinion maybe i don't know i just don't think like like having a bunch of critics necessarily judge other people's art and like are you good enough i don't know it, just, it rings a really wrong tone in me i, 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 mean, I would I rather have that than what what steam is currently um i i i, I can agree on like the fact that there's a lot of trash that needs to be cleaned up. Right. I just, I it just rings a really wrong. I mean, this is your your Valve in your fantasy land, so obviously not that like my opinion necessarily matters. But I just, yeah, it, 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 just really it just, <laughs> it just really sh sh like strikes a wrong chord in me to like have um, like this kind of like naysayers. I, I, think I would also I, put. A I just feel like having an like an automated system to kind of like help with the process of it. Mm. Would I just feel like having some sort of? I think there should be a committee. I mean, I do. I think I do think that it should be a very wide range of people on that committee. But I do think that there needs to be, you know, there there are the, these committees do exist for most platforms already. Whether it's PSN or Xbox Live or whatever, they're there. They just kind of let whatever through. Um, you know, you can release your game. You don't want to release it on on. If if Steam won't let you do it there, you can release it elsewhere, right? I could go put a game on Itch.io today, right? 
Um, and I don't and I don't make games, but I could do that. I could I could make a little simple program where you push a button and something happens and release it for sale. You know, PC is the is the most welcoming in that sense. Um, I would also make a some sort of uh, prerequisite for you to post a review of a game for a consumer to post a review of a game. Yeah, I was just gonna say that like it, this whole this whole framework requires either a complete abolishment or at least a, a rework of the whole Steam review system. Well, the problem with Steam reviews, as I pointed out to you one night, as we're going through the Steam store as we often do, uh, I'm showing you reviews of games uh, where somebody says that this game is the best game in the world and it shows that they've played thousands of hours of the game, literally thousands of hours of the game. We did the math and it, it came out to like, they played that game for like two years straight. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the next review, the guy gives it a really fucking horrible review and he played like five minutes of the game. And both of those carry the same weight on steam reviews. And that's a problem. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you could ease. I feel like you could probably ease, easily write like an algorithm right? you could but they don't and they haven't for years and years and years like you know i just think that there you what you need there is one you need a minimum character limit and also you need a minimum time invested limit yeah uh because i because we saw we saw a review that was just the word garbage and we saw another review that was like a book yeah right uh, and granted, like you said, like there's like nobody wants to read a fucking book in Steam reviews, right? Sure. But at the same time, like you get to at the same time you play five minutes of a game and write a one word like review of the game, mm, and your review carries as much yeah, weight so, as this other guy and, who put two years of gameplay into that game. But what about you know? if someone played like five hours of it? I like five hours into a game, which is why I said there should be a prerequisite. Yeah. So like a minimum time spent with you it, like, so you have a good idea of what that game is. Like five hours, I feel like I could I would trust the opinion of someone who put five hours. Even into a game. two hours. Yeah. You know. Like I'm not gonna. But at the same time, to give the same um, to, to give the same credence to someone who's played the game for five minutes is absurd. Uh, and that and that is the problem. That's that system is it's broken. Uh, it's broken, and it's a large part of why. Uh, why good games get buried under garbage because like the games with like the positive reviews get pushed up to the top and the games with like the like there could be like an amazing game it could be an amazing game this guy decided that it just like like somebody could just decide that it just wasn't their thing they oh, play it for 10 minutes and then just and then it just shit all over it yeah there's plenty of people never played it but it looks like garbage right right yeah no there's plenty of people like that um, well I'm good on Steam for like making sure that you actually have played the game before you can review it but like it's not enough a minute of gameplay is not really having played the game sure you know um and i think that and that and it's it's funny because like i there are a lot of in a lot of ways uh i feel like and P, to be fair psn and xbox life are the same the same issue yeah you know while you can't write reviews of you games can leave the star you can still rating. leave the star rating yeah. uh, just from owning the game yeah and i will say that the star rating like the star rating has either dissuaded or encouraged me to buy the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and sure, why wouldn't it? You right, know, um, that's what it's there for. And I feel very much like uh, I feel like looking around on Valve, or I'm sorry, looking around on Steam is it? It's you know my 2017 equivalent to 
you know, what I was doing like 10 years ago, which was walking around the game store, Mm -hmm. just looking at cover art and deciding whether or not I want to buy a game based on that cover art. Uh, Except now I have, it's like, it's kind of like there are, every time I pick up a game, a bunch of people in the store also chime in and tell me whether or not that game is garbage. Sure. And don't get me wrong, I don't want to shit all over Valve or Steam. I think both are, are incredible and have done a lot of good for this industry. You know, a tremendous amount of good for this industry. Um, there's just things that should have been fixed a long time ago. How do you... F- uh, what about in the comment section there being, uh, like, drop-down questions that you can answer, <clears throat> particularly about the game? That's not a bad idea. Uh, such as pros of the game. Sure. Cons or uh, what would you... Or, like... Uh, difficulty, gameplay, and sure. then... Oh, like, make it more that, of a survey thing. It's not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. What, like, that way people have a direction to do the review in. Yeah. And maybe people who don't necessarily know how to even go about writing it, or don't type sure. very well, but yeah. you, you at know, least you can genuinely, generally figure out what they're trying to get at. But like sure. I said, like, at, at least Steam allows you to write a review. Sure. The others don't. Yeah. So that's something. But. That's something. But, like, I like... I like Shanae's idea, especially considering the fact, like, if you have somebody who just, like, you don't know how to write a review, mm-hmm. so I feel like making it so freeform yeah, is no, it's a, a good idea. idea, you know? It, it, I mean, it's certainly better than, the, than what they have now. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you could still, like, leave, like, a box at the end, like, oh, hey, write whatever else you want. Because there's, sure. there's times where I'm like, oh, like, um, there's been times where I, I have played, uh, like, games on there, and I want to leave a review, because I was like, I want to let people know about this game because i know one of the things that i have a hard time on there i I, I get a lot of my atomi games there a good portion of my library on my current one is atomi games um and yeah like i'm i just want to put like oh yeah the art's great but obviously because you you can make your decision on the art because they have like little videos and stuff beforehand yeah and it's kind of like all right so what do i want to do I like. I think. Uh, what games would you compare this to instead of just basing it only on like an algorithm? Like, oh, if you like this, you'll like this sort of thing. Well, and Steam I already think- does that. You know, like they already do. Like, if you have this in your library and you click on a game's store page, you know, you might like this game because you own these already. You know. Yeah, but I think like having like a thing where like on the comments or the yeah. reviews, yeah, I, like. I feel like that would probably. I feel like I would like. I would like a feature like that. And I will say this about Steam: like comparing games that you already have to games that you might like, they are much better at that than than PlayStation is. Yeah, PlayStation uh, is like, oh, you bought Titanfall two. Well, you might like Injustice. You know, like shit like that. It's really weird. Yeah, but at the same time, I do. (laughs) I I get shit like that from. Oh, you bought Darkest Dungeon. You'll like the new Star Star uh, Star Wars Battlefront game, and I'm like, I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's better than PlayStation. Oh, like, I'm not, I, I'm not yeah. saying it's not better. I'm just saying they still they still have I, some things yeah. that they're like pushing. Obviously, I mean, of course. Well, it, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's all based off of tags, yeah. you know. So people probably just like well, tags, labeled both of those RPG or whatever, you know. Well, those tags also like I I think I read somewhere or maybe someone just told me I could be wrong. Who puts those tags there? That. You do. Who put those? Who puts those? Who, who, who put that there? <laughs> who made you sad? <laughs> like I realized that it made me sound like I was mystified by the concept of putting tags. Yeah. No, I was just wondering if like curators did that or like if the person who uh, users can okay. curators can as well. I okay. I just uh I because I feel like and I, anybody can correct me like I said educate this person if, or educate me if I'm wrong. Uh. Like that, the the fact like if you and like so me and Bird both have Darkest Dungeon in 
uh, are like libraries and we're friends. Yeah. There's been games. I was like, oh, you like Darkest Dungeon. You'll like this game. And I have seen that Birdo has bought it recently. Mm. And I brought it up to somebody. And they're like, oh, that's also how they base it off of stuff. Mm. Do you think that is a coincidence, or do you think, or do you think that's part of the algorithm? I'm sure that's probably part of it. Yeah, and I feel like um, and then because like since then, there's been quite a few times where like random games are like suggested for me and i'm like i would never play this and i'm like who's playing this and i mean like, ryan, oh, ryan sees me like on the homepage of steam of the, of the store they have games that are up there specifically catered to your tastes yeah you know um and ryan sees me all the time mark shit not interested not interested yeah. you know because they're showing me stuff that i have no interest in yeah i mean so, I do but too. they think i do for one reason or another but so and well, you, but you never answered ryan what, what? would you do if that's a good show, uh, if Gabe, Mark Summer, <laughs> that was a good show. What would you do mm-hmm. uh, if you're someone crying na, 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 at na, home? Na, na, na. If I weren't, if, if I weren't crying at home. Oh no! I said, what would you do? <laughs> if, uh, no, I was, I was, uh, I was just saying the lyrics to a song. Oh, uh, uh, anyways, shit, man! Like, look, what would you do if you were in charge of Valve? Like, I, I at feel, this moment, I feel like. You know, in the in the conversation that Tom and I had last night, I feel very much like he and I are of one mind with this thing. Like I, I, I hadn't I the whole there was a lot of nodding and agreement last yeah, night. Yeah. Like a lot of us a lot of us To be fair, there, we had been drinking though. Yeah, a lot of us sitting yeah. there like rubbing our chins like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it just I feel like it makes sense, right? Be like uh because I'm what I'm trying the thing of the thing that I constantly struggle with when I think about Valve and I think about their when I think about the franchises that they've that they've built is why did you stop there I cannot conceive of a world where people don't buy uh Team Fortress 3 or where people don't buy uh Left 4 Dead 3 and I can't conceive of a world where if you just if you just stealth released Half-Life 3, people aren't going to buy that. They're going to buy it. So, like, we... Dude, you know how, you, like, you make Game of the Year and make more money than any fucking developer publisher? Yeah. Orange Box 2. Fuck yeah. You know? Yeah. Orange Box 2. And or call it whatever, the purple box. Like, you know... Whatever. Uh, three new Valve games. That, like, well, that's how you do it. Yeah. <clears throat> and why not? Like and and Tom to Tom's point last night, go ahead. Oh, sorry, no, go ahead. Well, to Tom's point last night, it's that like there are people who work there who know more about this business than we do. I do not. I I don't disagree with that. But at the same time, I'm having trouble finding any kind of logic and somebody saying, "Hey, you know what? We should make Left 4 Dead 3." And then somebody be like, "Nah, we're not going to do that." My my point last night was that like. Everything that we've talked about, somebody's had. That they have had that conversation. But already, like, I'm wondering you know? why that conversation didn't result in let's pull the trigger on that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Do you think uh, y'all are more knowledgeable about a lot of these things than I am? Uh, and of course, there's people about. Don't sell yourself short. Uh no. Well, I'd say like uh, I have a pretty shitty memory, so like y'all remember like interviews and things like that better and people's names. Uh, I mean, I. I feel like there's only a finite amount of things in a company that you can focus on and do well and with a goal and it all like move forward and actually get along with, especially with an organization as big as Valve is. Sure. Uh, and I feel like they definitely <clears throat> have put their their focus on Steam, on Dota, and moving forward. If you're going to try and do that, there's probably 
there's I would assume that some of the naysay of like on pulling the trigger is a quality of the product is it going to be as good as past ones were because uh, a lot of people in my memory and what I read was reading in magazines when Left 4 Dead 2 like everyone loved it but a lot of people were saying that Left 4 Dead 1 was better or like whatever but I mean of course you're not gonna make everybody happy and there's always gonna be naysayers and that's always gonna happen with every sequel well and Left 4 Dead 2 is everything from Left 4 Dead 1 like Just, literally yeah. Yeah. Is, is included there um my whole thing people whole are still gonna hate so I, yeah I guess like uh, resources and focus being somewhere different. Yeah, but uh, the, I think like, it's not. I I mean, no. Of course, I am aware they're trying to make money. Sure. I am aware mm-hmm. that that sure. is that is a goal. I'm right. not like saying, that's the ultimate goal. I'm not saying this the is a fantasy goal. world, but it shouldn't be the ultimate goal. But for them, it obviously is. It has to be. Uh, that's They're why. Business. That's why you see them sticking to uh, what has become very popular over the past few years amongst the industry industry-wide games as a service, right? We see things like Destiny and The Division and Hearthstone and, and anything that's a huge game. PUBG, it's games as a service. But see, What cosmetics can I sell you? What loot crates will you buy? Here's, you know, that, this is why Counter-Strike is at the forefront and Dota is at the forefront. But if it's just, and, a, but you if know, it's just about money, then they would just put out Left 4 Dead right, 3. Now, Halo now 3. You, was, no, was, because, because their time into, into those loot boxes and those cosmetic items cost much less and brings much more of a return you yeah. know now if we're talking if 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 a con- if a concern is uh maintaining the quality of the product like valve has the money to to build a team dedicated to that thing and it'd be a low it would be a low risk investment for them what what i'm getting at is like the time it would take Let's let's left for the for Dead Three is a good example because it's it would cost less to make that game sure. than it would to make Half Life Three or sure. Portal Three. Sure, Left for Dead Three would be cheaper, right? They could and they could if add they, like the a cost, cosmetic. The cost to make Left for Dead Three versus the cost to make some more skins for Counter Strike. This costs way more money, and those Counter Strike skins are going to make way more money, and they're, they're guaranteed to sell. Yeah, they can make Left 4 Dead three and make it where you could buy skins. And they for would that. at this point, they would, right? We see it with Killing Four, um, but the fact of the matter is, they don't they don't need to. They've they've got Counter Strike now; it's still huge. You know, they, they've got Dota now, still huge, and, that, and now we're about to have Dota: The Gathering. So that and that, like you know, it's see that's the, that's what I feel like sets Valve apart from other developers in that. As uh, any other other developers, like, excuse me, like take any other developer, right? Uh, they need to have another game out in a reasonable amount of time because they need to make they need to continue generating revenue. That is yeah. that is their that is their revenue stream. Whereas with with Valve, they have the luxury of not doing that if they don't want to. In 2017, games as a service is a publisher's wet dream. That's why you see games like Shadow of War coming out. Shadow of War, a single-player game, has paid loot boxes now. You know? Destiny 2, it's super hyped. PUBG, super hyped. Games as a service, if you can get that and you can make a successful one, you're set. That's what they want. That's what they all want. Street Fighter V, games as a service? No. No, not at all. It's it's exactly what they said it would be. There's no new additions. You are paying for the ad- additional content instead of buying the ultra or super or hyper version, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, Killer Instinct games as a service. No, right? I mean, there's no, like, loot boxes or anything, right? There, you pay, you're paying for characters. Injustice 2 games as a service. 
I don't know. You know more about Injustice 2 okay. than I do. I have my assumptions about Injustice 2, okay. but... Uh, I don't think you can buy is, any of those loot boxes. This yeah. is just a general question, just because I'm curious. We talked in the past about how some of the some of the reasons that some <clears> of the some of the gaming uh, studios have been closed is because the game's finished. Like we're not doing really a lot for it now, or we need, or we don't need as many people because we're just doing DLCs and we can like close different studios and give it to other ones. Uh, does Valve really do that a lot, or do they have like like their teams they get rid of a lot? Or... I don't know. I feel like they got teams for like different games, right? You got they got their Dota team. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, I, I know there's Valve South. There, so there are teams I, I of Valve that are spread across multiple projects, right? Yeah. We talked about this last week with our trivia. A lot of the Portal people also worked on Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they do have different teams, or at least there are. There's like a uh, Venn diagram, right? Like there are probably people that are part of both teams, but not both teams being exactly the same carbon copy. Um, is it, is but, it, but even smaller developers like Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog at one point had multiple teams. Is there a team making that just makes Dota and Team Fortress hats? I'm sure there probably is, dude. Yeah. There is some. There is somebody whose job it is to make skins and hats and things of that nature. Oh yeah. You know. And like, I mean, that's the funny thing too. Is and it probably like, pays very well. Like people laugh at the the at the prospect of hats and Dota and Team Fortress, but man, those things fucking sell. They do. Uh, well, you and I talked about it last night. I'm I'm a sucker for a fighting game DLC. I will buy every costume, every color, every stage, even if it's a character I don't play. So to to go yeah, I bought I bought collector's editions, and I've bought random shit, and I've done random shit to get little collectibles and WoW. Yeah. that I will probably never look at oh, again uh, uh, ever. Uh, Steam's, ever. Steam's trading cards. I've been eating that shit up. Yeah. And for oh, what? I don't give a shit about that. For 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 wallpapers on my profile that none of my friends have probably ever looked at. Sure. You know? Now to, I look at them every now and then. To yeah. go back to the question, like, I mean, I think I think Tom and I would run Valve in very much the same way. Like with I, an iron fucking fist. Not an iron fist, but I would oh. definitely oh. <laughs> I would definitely I would definitely be about that money. And I would definitely want to I would definitely say, you know, what's the I think here? you can be about the money and be about uh, being creative sure. and, and inventive at the same time. And you can foster that creativity. I've got the money. I've got the resources. In fact, I've got so much money that I can add to my res- I can add to my existing resources by taking someone else's resources. But here's and, a, here's a weird thing. Like in, 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 unless something incredibly dumb happens with Valve, a legal situation or, or unexpected bankruptcy by some weird circumstance... Valve will outlive Xbox or PlayStation. Sure. Now, you said last night that if in order for Valve to have any kind of meaningful change at this point, Gabe Newell either needs to die or retire. I mean, he is definitely... Don't get me wrong. I'm sure a lot of decisions are committee-based. Sure. Sure. Um, But he definitely calls the shots. He's driving the ship. Yeah. Um, Last week. Last last week's decision to... uh, to limit keys to developers, <clears throat> I guarantee you he pulled the trigger on that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who Scott Lynch is, Tom? I do not, know. The CEO of uh, Valve. What about him? Oh, I was asking... Like, well, like, the CEO, like, he's... Yeah, sure, he's got, like... Like, this. he's got, like, you know... he He's got weight, but... Like I said, I'm sure a lot of decisions are committee-based. They must be. But I feel like... You know, it, it's all going to. 
like I feel like Gabe has a, a a definite vision of what he wants that company to be. Like he, from a creative standpoint, what we're talking about with like third entries into these series, I think he pulls more more weight than the COO or whoever. Yeah, you know. Well, I know not um, not not like comparing not comparing. I'm just saying like I, I think that Half Life uh, Two Episode Three or Half Life Three does not exist because of him. And we see that from interviews over the past decade. He used you know? to be the uh, senior vice president of Avendi Universal Games. Is that for him being like labeled and that as hostile takeover? Yeah, that's coming a, that's, in. That's a talk for another week because I I would like to talk about that, but um, I don't know, man. It's Valve has always been. It's not always, but Valve is great. Like all this shit, I love Valve. Yeah. And I love their like, games. I've, I've been given, like, to be honest, I've been given no reason to dislike Valve. Yeah. Um, I mean, do, are there things that I wish they would do or wish that they would do differently? Yeah, of course. But Sure, but you know what? There's things I wish Nintendo would do differently. Yeah. More so than Valve. Yeah. But I love them. Yeah. Always have, always will. Um, you know? I just think it's, like, again, they, they are, as far as developers go, they are quite the anomaly. You know? Um, like, you don't often... Like you don't often hear a lot of a lot of de- a lot of developers who are mentioned in like the same kind of ca- category as Valve because nobody has really branched out the way that they have. You know, I mean, as far as like monopolizing the PC game sales, you know, sure. nobody's really done that. But like, you know, we talk about developers and publishers that can get away with certain things. Yeah, uh, releasing a game without ever advertising it. You know, uh, things of that nature. Like there are very few companies that could do it. Uh, Rockstar's one of them. Yeah. Valve's another. Blizzard's another. But like, they're, those companies are very few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Square Enix. No. No, they no. They couldn't. If they could, if they could do that, they wouldn't have blown all that money on Final Fantasy. If it was, yeah. yeah if it was something like Final Fantasy, sure. But you don't work on something for ten years and have nothing leak. Yeah. You know. Uh, but but if it, if it's something if it's like their their bread and butter, right? The 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 Tomb Raiders, the Hitman's, whatever. Like they can't do that. You know. Yeah. Uh, although, don't get me wrong. If a Tomb Raider game just came out, people would buy it. Sure, but it would not behoove them to do that. Yeah, um, yeah. Like like I said before, like Bethesda's probably getting there. You know, did as you, far as fall as far as Fallout and, and Elder Scrolls go, they're probably getting there. Did you but, see the rumor that Bethesda's doing a Game of Thrones games? Uh, game of Thrones game. I did not know. Uh, so it's just going to be like Skyrim mod. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they uh, there not? was like a ru- yeah. there was like a rumor a while back um, that they were working on it, but they like declined it to do Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And then uh, recently, and, and recently, there's been more talks of it like actually happening. And then because there's a rumor before about it, and they declined it, there there's now like a lot of people are just like speculating that's going to happen now. That George Railroad Martin. <laughs> I had to her fist that guy, man, with all his fucking licensing and his man. Like, I feel like I feel like I feel like George R. R. Martin. I feel like he, by now he's 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 got Gabe Newell money. Nah, uh, no, no, dude, way. like fucking HBO paying you like for like one of their biggest shows. Here's the thing ever. that people don't realize: uh, cable shows uh, and especially like cable packaged shows okay. like HBO or Showtime or whatever. Yeah. So those make less money uh. than like regular cable shows like on Comedy Central or Cartoon Network because they don't have which make less money than network television like Fox things yeah. of that nature. 
because they don't have advertisers. What I'm saying is like, I don't know. I'm I'm speculating because I don't know. What I'm saying is prime time, uh, network television. Yeah, you're Dancing with the Stars, whatever, yeah. makes way more money than Game of Thrones. Huh? Yeah, because yeah, where do they make all their money from? Oh, the fact that everybody sees it for free, okay. and they have advertisers. Okay. Yeah. Uh. No, I'm talking about so- HBO. And the Game of Thrones. I don't know. That's so a good question. Wanted, uh, but so, people pay them for cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just looked up both of their net worths. Who? Uh, George Gabe, Martin and uh, Gabe, Gabe Newell. Newell? Mm-hmm. He's got Gabe Newell has more money than Oprah. Yeah, he got Oprah money. Do you, do you wanna do you wanna guess at all like at all what either of them are like our net worth and see no, how close No, it'll you are? sicken me. <laughs> I know Not, Gabe. All I know is that Gabe Newell has more money than Oprah. That's all I know. Gabe Newell's uh, five point five billion. Christ. And uh, George R. R. Martin, sixty-five million. Mm-hmm. Oh, that dude's dude's no a peasant. Comparison. <laughs> dude is a peasant compared like, dude, to Gabe Newell. I was Newell. like, dude, like not even close. Though George R. R. Martin, he's does, he's cleaning Gabe Newell's windshield. Yeah. George R. R. Martin does have a pretty nice uh, movie theater in Santa Fe. Who cares, man? Yeah. And I want that five point five billion dollars. <laughs> George George Martin has a nice theater in Santa Fe. Yeah. Gabe Newell probably owns Santa Fe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hierarchy there. Oh yeah. I, 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 I just want to put out there. George R. R. Martin has a nice theater. I think it was either Albert or Santa Fe that it was in. I know I visited it, and I went to both the cities like within a couple of days of each other. Um. I just. And his name is Raymond Richard. Could you imagine the power couple that would be Gabe Newell and Oprah Winfrey? Dude, unstoppable. Like, but I th- I feel like I feel like Oprah would. What do you think? What do you think Oprah's influence on the Valve product would be, though? I honestly think it could be good. Yeah, she's a very smart woman. I yeah. think it could be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was Santa Fe. I fe- I bet. I bet sales would be more frequent. Mm. I mean, uh, you'd be part of the Oprah Book Club for sure. Oh yeah! Did you get the fucking Oprah Steam sales? <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus those would be cool, man. Christ. Like Oprah, could you imagine Oprah's game? Club. You get Half Life Two. Yep, and you get Half Life yep. Two. Yep, like yeah, she'd be giving. Up. Everybody gets Half Life. Oh yeah, 2. that's yeah, that's what it would be. It's yeah. like every I don't want to say month, but like at least twice a year, she'd just give you a game. Yeah, for sure. Just give there, you a game. There would be, and a, it would be a it would be a top dollar game yeah. too. And there yeah. would be an, you know? there would be an Oprah game. It wouldn't You're be Shower with Your Dad. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like Pray. I'm giving you Pray this time, you yeah. know, or whatever. Oh, yeah. so. There'd so, be an Oprah game where she's just the nicest lady ever in it. And it's like Gabe's love letter to her. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, it, it's an Oprah game, and every cute. time you press spacebar, she gives you a new Steam key. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually, okay, so as of right now, Steam doesn't have a model like uh, XBL Gold or PSN Plus. PC doesn't have that model. Right. So I feel like if Oprah had a stake or like had some kind of say in how Valve was run, like every month, you'd get you'd get a game or two. Oh yeah, and with with Oprah without being, having to subscribe to yeah, anything. with Oprah yeah. being Oprah, it would be like you said, it'd be like a triple A game. It'd be mm-hmm. a prey or something like like something of that <gasps> echelon. Right. And so, the game would have come out like within the past year or so. Oh yeah, yeah. So Oprah product, okay. it's gonna be like no, dude, it'd be new games launching. She'd be doing what PSN did for Rocket League every month. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Gabe needs to marry Oprah. <laughs> there, uh, maybe the thumbnail will be a picture of the two of them, like in a heart. Yeah. 
There could also be like Alexa or uh, Siri, like just like, uh, but it's like Oprah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Oprah boot with up, that voice. Boot, boot up uh, PUBG and like PUBG she got an starts, empowering starts voice. Playing. She does. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. I feel like I sort of talk to her. I feel like we thought of we just thought of better Steam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I was in charge of Steam, I'd, I'd marry Oprah and make uh, all of that. See, it'd be it's like uh um that's a strategic marriage. That's what that is. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I treat her nicely. I'd give her compliments. I just think that would be so cool, and like. Like I just I think and I also just I also think that that scenario would play out only with Oprah there. Now that's not to say though. Now what what would happen? Hmm. What would happen if Steam at some point, uh, Oprah notwithstanding, uh, they released some kind of thing that's like Steam Plus or Steam Premium or something? I don't think it works as well on no. console. You're paying for the ability to play online. Sure. Um, you already have that on PC across the board. If if they really, it'd be kind of like Amazon Prime. I think the most successful thing that you're going to see is like what Humble does, right? There's there's Humble bundles all the time, which are a fantastic value, but there's also Humble Monthly that you could sub- subscribe to to get fantastic games for dirt cheap. Yeah, you know, and you're benefiting charity, which neither PSN or Xbox Live is doing. Yeah, uh, I just feel like when I think of when I think of like a like a premium Steam model, mm-hmm. I think Amazon Prime. And all that entails. Although the perk with Amazon Prime is like free, fast shipping, and yeah, people like, bring uh, groceries to you. Yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. Uh, Steam's not bringing my groceries. They won't, mm-hmm. but they could. Also, like movies and TV shows are available on Amazon. Movies and TV shows are available on Steam as well. People just don't think about Tom it. Tom and I watched Mortal Kombat Legacy both seasons on Steam t- a few weeks ago. Well, I'm saying like there's Prime TV shows yeah, that are free if you have Prime, if you like have a paid I service. I know but- that, and you could do that if there was a Steam paid service. <laughs> <laughs> don't you lift your mic at me. Uh, it, is Steam... Steam is not fine as it is. Steam, uh, while a great, while a great uh, outlet for purchasing your games and would you say Steam them... is bad right now? Bad? No, no, I would not say. You Steam said is it's bad. not fine. It's not fine. It's not fine because they they have some changes that I think that they. Here's should the make. thing: literally all of these outlets, Xbox Live, uh, Nintendo's bullshit, PSN, Steam, Origin, BattleNet. All of them could do a lot better. But, again... Do you hear that? We're expecting more from them. But, you. again, all of them are fine. No, they're... No, see, that's the thing. that They could be doing better, but they don't because people... I don't know that people do expect more from them. I think... Well, no, we expect more from them. We. I want more from them. Yeah, but... Yeah. And I think that there are a lot of people who do want more from them. Uh, I think it's safe to say that. Uh, but that expectation is probably not going to be there because realistically, like, why would they change? Uh, Steam has remained largely the same for many years now. Where yeah. um, at least the other guys, while I don't think they are as good as Steam, are iterating here and there. It's kind of like, because I feel like... Steam, at least they're trying. It very much has the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it yeah. sort of mentality. Yeah. Which, I mean, it has its drawbacks though, right? Yeah. Because like, like Sinead pointed out, like... You know what you can do on Steam, though? You can change your name. Help Boom. me out, PlayStation. Yeah. Look, Steam's doing it. Xbox is doing it. 
Xbox charges you for it. I'd be okay with that. I'll pay for it. Yeah. Let me change it. Yeah. I've had the same... Shanae, let me tell you something. I've had the same PSN name since 2007. Um, okay? I want a new one. Mine no longer pertains to me at all. You know. Because you, it was occupational based. And yeah, now, you don't work there anymore. Yeah. Well, here, here's what you need to do. Okay. Do one that's almost offensive so until and just keep it until someone does get offensive. I feel like that's the only way to do it. Because yeah, and then you lose your, your fucking trophy level. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, you would. Uh, no, oh, yes, you would. It happened to my roommate because he was a uh, big wiener. <laughs> they do not let you just change your name. They make you get a new account. No, they told him he had to change his name. You are incorrect. We should ask Big. This Wiener. is fact. Let's this ask, is fact. Let, let's let's ask Big Weenar right now. Let's ask Big Weenar himself. They told him he had to change his name. I will call him right now on the show. They did not just let him change it though. They told there him had, that, there, he had, he, They told me I had to. They sent him an email. He clicked on the email. He changed his name to something else that had to be approved until he could use his account how, when again. When was this? And then uh, this was pretty shortly, like so, about a year ago. This does not happen. You and might so, have got your story mixed up or something like that. No, but they, he tried. They, to, like this is a very well-known PSN fact. <laughs> this is extremely well-known. I've never. It wasn't. Banned. I've never experienced it, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but Big Weenar is somebody who has lived <laughs> through it, so uh, maybe he knows more than we do. Uh, but I don't know. I would. I, but at the same time, like, look as the resident PlayStation dick sucker. <laughs> I'll let you know that, that this is fact. This is well-known knowledge. This has been this has been publicized on many, many outlets. People know this is fact. Mm. You do like PlayStation a lot. Yeah. I think it's funny that you refer to yourself as a PlayStation <laughs> dick sucker. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think Steam is, Steam is doing a lot of things right, but they're also doing some things not right. Sure. I mean, that, and that could be said for everybody. Sure. But... I mean, it's, you know, nobody's perfect, but I mean, there are some things that, because like Shanae was talking about, like cultivating an ecosystem where like the indie guy who might've just made an amazing game mm -hmm. can get his shit seen uh, without having to like trudge through like the mountain of bullshit uh, that is like, all no, I mean, there. I agree with Shanae in that all of these ecosystems, whether it's PlayStation, Steam, Xbox, whatever, it should be more welcoming to a lot of these guys. Uh, there are a lot of hurdles to getting your game on PSN. A lot of hurdles. Yeah. Um, and it's good that Steam is not as strict in that, in that sense, right? But I, I do think that there should be a look at quality, you know? Yeah. So... Because I I, I, what, what, from what you're saying, like, there are so many good indie games that would would not be known uh, that are fantastic games that, that just have trouble getting on these platforms and, and she's right about that you know but like a lot of those indie games are not good games nobody nobody would consider them good games what's that mayonnaise you know? game my name is mayo yeah yeah is that on steam it actually is overwhelmingly positive on steam why because you're buying achievements oh yeah same thing on PSN. So, I bought it. I platinumed it. Did you? Would you say that you had an overwhelmingly positive experience with that game? I knew what I was getting, and I felt dirty doing it, but I did <laughs> you it. You did it. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so it goes. I think that will end cap this week's conversation. 
So as uh, the as the can I finisher, would you uh, guys? You, I got a good one this what week. What do you want to talk about this week? Let's, oh man, let's hear it, man. Let's hear it. Let's do you guys it. know who Mike Boyd is? I don't. Who is that? That sounds vaguely familiar. It does not. So I just came across this on YouTube this week, and uh, like that night, watched every video he's published. Okay. Two years ago, Mike Boyd put out a video on YouTube uh, called Learn to Kickflip in 5 Hours and 47 Minutes. Okay. So he is a man who does not skateboard. Okay. But he's like, he he has this quote, I forget how it goes, but it's like, it's basically how you can learn something in a short period of time if, if you cut out all the bullshit and commit to it. Right. Right? So he buys like this cheap shitty skateboard. Yeah. And and just tries over and over and over again, and you know he goes to sleep and wakes up the next day and tries again and 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 eventually lands it. And it's not, it's not can I do it once? It's can I actually learn it? Yeah. To where I'm consistently just, getting this down. Just do it whenever right? I want. So that video went viral, and he started a whole channel on it. So he's got learn to unicycle, learn to juggle, so just, it's uh, just him learn pull trick stuff. shots, learn to pick a lock, learn to do the tablecloth trick, learn to learn, spin a basketball. Yeah, all all this awesome so he's just, shit. He's just teaching himself how to do these things. Yeah. He's just teaching himself how to do these things, and it's so inspirational. Like it's just like if you want to know how to do something. Just put the fucking time in and you can yeah. do it. And it, it's, just, it's fucking awesome. That's really And cool. you get a good feeling watching his videos. Yeah. And I just love the guy. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Mike Boyd. I'm going to watch yeah. that. Because, you know, that makes me think, man. There are all those times, like, look, fighting games. He made his wife's engagement ring. Made it. Wow. Didn't know a thing about making jewelry. He made it. Yeah. That guy, man, that guy is pretty cool. Like, look. That- that's how my old roommate was, Harvey, the one who got his account suspended. Big Wienar. And, uh, uh, while, while they made him change his name and approve it. What was his uh, name again? Big Wienar. Okay. Um, and yeah, no, it, was, it, was really fun, it was really fun living with him. He would just be like, oh, I want to learn how to do this. And then I'd come home from work and he's just like, yeah, I learned how to do it. This is my first attempt. And like, it would be fucking awesome. What was it? Yeah. Bologna sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Making bad PSN names. <laughs> Like make a standing desk, uh, make cool. like floating shelves. Uh, but I like I like Mike because like like he actually learns it. It's not can I do it once? It's it's can I actually learn to do this thing? Sure, consistently. Sure, you know. And he gives a lot to charity, and he's just he seems like a really just a good just guy, genuinely good person yeah. who wants to to show people that if you want to learn something, you can, you can do it. Like anybody can learn you anything, know? man. That's fighting games, man. Yeah. Like here's the thing, as I look. At like I was talking to you last night about injustice, right? Yeah. I look at these at these input strings. Yeah. Just like see, but his whole thing is like you know you, you say oh I've been trying to learn this for three months. Yeah. But like really, if you have take you the been, actual time, have you been trying the actual time you've put into it, it's probably more like four hours, right? You know, and it's it's really like neat. if I actually put the time in, yeah, I could do it. Watch Mike Boyd on YouTube. He's got two channels. You really only need to watch the main one. And, like, you, I don't know, I, I watched them all back-to-back as soon as I found his channel. Yeah, right on. Take us out, Tom. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, before we go, check us out on YouTube, because I feel like nobody knows that we're on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube, though. Yeah. We're, we're on the tube. Yeah. Okay, oh, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>